0: winter she'd ever experienced in her entire life, and much to her astonishment, the very thought of returning to a life on the road filled her with a sense of sheer dread. Florence milked the cow and saw to the hens before going in for breakfast. A wonderful aroma of bacon and eggs frying wafted through the back door. She removed her dirty boots and went into the kitchen. "'Morning, love!' Mary Dolby said, greeting her with a warm smile. She placed a huge plate of food in front of Florence and then one for herself. Last of the snow's gone, I see. It must have warmed up through the night. Not a bit of white to be seen anywhere, thank the Lord. Life up here was one of waking, working, eating and sleeping. There was nothing besides the family Bible to read, which Florence found a great pity, for she'd had the advantage of being taught to read and write at the numerous schools she'd attended at the insistence of her mother. Although her attendance had been intermittent, this was all that was required for Florence's quick brain to pick up her alphabet. She learned this twice as fast as the other pupils... Although she'd never owned any books herself, she was surprised that anybody living in a house this size didn't possess any. "'That tweed coat will be too heavy for you now. It's getting a bit warmer, Florence. I'll see if I can find you some lighter and more suitable for you, eh? Put that one away till the autumn,' Mary said, smiling at the dark-haired young woman. "'Never had a kind winter up here yet, lass.' Florence wanted to leap for joy. Mary was in fact telling Florence that she'd still be here next winter. Her heart soared at the prospect of not having to leave this place she considered home. "'Thank you, Mary. That's kind of you. "'I've still my mother's old red coat, which isn't as heavy, "'and she'd be right glad to know I was wearing it and putting it to good use.' A lump rose in Florence's throat whenever she spoke of her mother. After breakfast, Florence cleared the breakfast table and washed up, then went to her room to change her coat. Benny had taken what few possessions she owned, and the red coat was the only thing he left behind, discarded like an old rag and tossed in the corner of the barn. He's probably already pawned mine and mother's stuff by now, she thought bitterly. She opened the drawer and carefully lifted out the red coat, and burying her face in it, tears pricked her eyes. "'Oh, ma'am!' she cried, trying to breathe in any faint trace of her mother that might remain. "'Are you ready, love?' Mary called upstairs. Florence wiped her eyes and put on her coat, then went downstairs. Oh, you look right grand in that lass. The colour suits you,' Mary said, tilting her head to a side and studying her. The girl's hair contrasted magnificently against the bright red coat and fell about her shoulders like a black cape. "'What a beauty she is,' Mary thought. "'Living here on the farm here these last few months has filled her out.'" We'll fetch the sheep down from Topfield first and then we'll get ready for market tomorrow. Thought it'd make a nice change for you. You've been stuck here all this time and not been anywhere. Mind you, Mary continued, unaware of the beaming smile spreading across Florence's face. The weather's not been fit for man the beast. Oh, thank you. I'd love to go to the market with you, Florence said excitedly. "'I'll fetch the sheep down. Shep'll help me, won't you, boy?' The dog pricked his ears at the mention of his name. "'That'll leave you free to get things ready.' Florence and Shep were out of the door before Mary had a chance to reply. "'Yes, all right,' Mary said as the door banged shut. "'Aye, that lass will turn a few heads in Kirby Stephen tomorrow, I've no doubt.' Florence followed the steep, well-trodden track to arrive at a summit in the undulating land, where Shep gathered the sheep at her command. A sharp descent then brought them down to a stream and open fields beyond. It was a beautiful place, vast and silent and filled with peace.